1: Welcome to the Padres post-game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, go! player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stinkler. Plus, an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network.
4: After a long night of traveling for the Padres down to Miami, Florida, they end up taking care of business, and that is the Blake Snell we all wanted to see. Blake Snell gets the win for the Padres, and when he was pitching for the Padres, he looked really, really good. It started a bit slow, but once he got his changeup going, he was cruising through the lineup, and uh, the bullpen tonight, on the other hand, was not as good as Blake Snell. And I'm sure Blake Snell was thinking from the dugout, please do not give up my win. Austin Adams almost did that, but the Padres did just enough to get the win tonight. And when we look back, all we'll see is a W next to the date. Doesn't matter how it got done. It just, all we need to know is it got done. We did have some history tonight involving our guy Fernando Tatis Jr., but we'll tell you about that in about seven minutes or so in the highlight section. We are going to take your calls as well, 833-288-0973, or you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. And we'll talk about that that decision to take Blake Snell out of the game in the uh, top of the or the bottom of the seventh win. he came out for one batter, uh, he gave up a double and then he was taken out of the game. I personally felt like I wanted to see him go a little bit longer. And I, I've said this before on the post game show. That's it's uh, this is why I'm sitting in this seat and I'm not managing a major league baseball team because I don't have all of the information, but. It's something that, I don't know, you just get a feel from sometimes. People on Twitter were telling me, oh, the analytics told him to take it out. Take him out. Well, I, I get analytics, and I, I can follow analytics. I can buy into analytics a little bit. But you also, at the same time, you got to feel like you're making the right move. And uh, tonight, I wanted to see Blake Snell do a little bit more. He had 92 pitches. When was the last time you saw Blake Snell give one of those, uh, have a start like this. It's been a long while since he's had a start like this. So why not use that and continue the confidence that he has trying to get out of the inning? I mean, you give up a double to start the inning, I, I would much rather and i know that austin adams is very good i know that he is and we we talked about some stats the other day and uh how he has is on some scoreless streak for five and something innings but today he was not very good and we've seen the boat we've seen both sides of austin adams he's either really really good or he's not very good at all and tonight he lost all of his uh command and he ended up hitting a batter in the back of the head so hopefully he's good but uh, I, I just wanted to see Blake Snell in there. I tweeted if I would much rather. Of had Blake Snell give up a run, then have Austin Adams come in and implode because that's exactly what happened. He walked in the uh, first run of the game, so it, it's one of those things where I, I was not too happy with that decision. But again, this is why I'm sitting in this chair, and uh, and I'm not managing a major league baseball team. But that was really one the, the one thing that I saw tonight that was glaring to me, and uh, it's just it's just kind of a, a little. And I know that they won. I make it sound like they lost. The, the Padres did not lo- lose. They they won 3-2. But I'm like everybody else. I am greedy. And when I see the Padres pitching well from Blake, getting a good start from Blake Snell, I want them to continue that. And then when the bullpen comes in, I want the bullpen to dominate too. I was looking for a shutout tonight, a 3 nothing shutout if that's what it needed to be. I mean, the Padres four-hit the Marlins tonight, and the Marlins scored two runs But those those two runs shouldn't have happened, in my opinion. So if you want to tell me I'm wrong... You can, 833-288-0973. If you want to talk it out, 833-288-0973. We're going to take your calls. We're also going to go through some of the uh, tweets that we get throughout the post game show at Matt Scraby, at 97.3, the fan SD. And uh, we have a ton of highlights to talk about. We're going to talk with Coach John Quintero about the game. I'm going to ask him about that removal of Blake Snell from the game. 92 pitches, it's, it's a lot of pitches, but it's... It's not enough with the way that he was pitching for me to want to see him leave the game. I really, and and I saw it in his face, and maybe there was an agreement before the inning, like, okay, we're going to send you back out there, but if you give up a hit, we're going to take you out. And I know it was a lefty-on-lefty thing, too, so maybe that was the plan the whole time. Maybe Blake Snell knew the entire time. I get one batter and I'm coming out. But I really like to feel like the sometimes they'll throw the the rule book out the window the analytic rule book out the window because the numbers don't lie I know that and over time I've slowly kind of uh, I, I've slowly kind of liked the way the analytics are a part of baseball but there's just certain things where you got to feel you got to feel the energy in that moment and you have to make sure that you're not making a mistake and uh, I guess you can. You can't say Jace Tingoy made a mistake because the Padres win, but it was a little hairy there down the stretch. Austin Adams hitting people in the back of their head. Uh, he he wasn't even close. He threw 21 pitches and he only threw 9 for strikes, so that is uh tough for the Padres. And uh, Emilio Pagan, he came in with the bases loaded. That was a tough spot. Jesus Aguilar up to up to the plate for the Marlins, their best hitter. And uh, I I was just praying that there was no grand slam because uh, he was hitting 342 with runners in scoring with the bases loaded in that situation. So it didn't look good, but Emilio Pagan was able to get the out and uh, get the Padres into the dugout without any more damage happening. So we're going to talk about it all night. I see you on the phones. If you want to give us a call, 833-288-0973. I'm Matt Scraby. Uh, Should we take one phone call, Thomas, or okay, let's take one phone call. Uh, Who's been holding the longest? Let's go to, I think it's Logan. Logan, is that you, or is it Kelly or Logan? Hello, you're on ninety seven through the fan. All right, we're gonna put you back on hold. We're gonna try to figure out some of these people's names. So let's go, and uh, we're gonna line two. Sean, are you there? Yes. Oh, hey, Sean, how's it going? Positive, Sean. What's up, positive yes, Sean? Positive Sean. What's up? Long time no. Yeah, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad that we won this
0: game, and now I'm glad we're doing pretty good. The second half, Full wins, one loss, so far the second half. Not bad.
4: That's true, that's true. Did you want to see Blake Snell stay in the game right there at that moment in time? I, I would. I would a little bit, but if they, it was kind of iffy because it was a guy on second base, and if he would have gave up the run, and they would have been tied, and like, I don't know all right well thank you so much for calling sean i'm sure i'll be talking to you here in the next couple days padres get the win 3-2 over the marlins we're waiting for jay stingler to speak with the media right now so thanks again sean for the phone call let's take one more before we head to break um my screener is all messed up uh kathy on one we're gonna have to fix that screener in the break but uh, kathy how's it going
0: Pretty good. I'm glad, I'm glad to get here. You finally get a, to do a post-game show here,
5: Screevy. I know.
4: I know. It's been, know. A, it's been a while. It, it's been. A, it's been a while. It's been a while. But what's what's yeah. on your mind tonight?
0: Um, I'm kind of torn between you know, leaving Stellan, leaving him out. I mean, it was really nice to, to see him have a good game on the road because I know it's that's been a long time coming. So, and then when he gave up the the double, it's kind of like okay, is he starting to kind of. <clears throat> you know, wind down a little bit. So it's like, mm, like I said, I'm kind of like going back and forth whether or not it was a good idea. I really wanted to see him go a little bit further into the game just to kind of help build up his confidence more. Mm-hmm. But then, if he given up, you know, any runs with that have kind of like just made him implode. You know, it's just kind of like I don't know. But I mean, I, I love him too much to really want to see him kind of go back to what was going on in the first half. Hopefully, this is a brand new start for him in the second half where he's, you know, like I said, the confidence is going to be built up with this game tonight that he could really do it. And, you know, it just,
4: I don't know. I think it's going to, we talked about pregame with Jesse Agler. I think it's going to do a a lot of uh, good for Blake Snell just to get his head right, knowing that he could pitch on the road. He's been, um, he's been quite frankly awful on the road this year and he gave up no runs tonight. So that is a huge thing for him and his uh, confidence going forward. I think.
0: Oh, definitely, and like I said, that's why I was kind of like, I'm kind of glad that, that Ting pulled him out just so he would, you know, wouldn't, you know, like I said, implode, kind of like what happened to Austin Adams, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that whole thing, hopefully uh Beattie's okay Yeah. And, yeah. you know scary it's got you never want to see anybody get hurt in a game no ever. definitely
4: not especially with the pitch to the head so uh thank you so yeah. much kathy for the phone call all glad right. to speak with you again on the post game show we'll talk to you soon later bye all right i know kathy she uh was saying on twitter she was wearing her blake snell jersey tonight so you know, maybe that was the good luck charm. We're gonna take one more phone call before we head into uh Jace Tingler. He is uh he is uh speaking with the media. We're going to bring you that in just one second. But let's go to uh let's go to Ryan on line two, Thomas. Ryan, you're on ninety seven three the fan. What's up? Ryan Thanks, oh, Hey, what's uh, up, man? Hey man, good to hear you. Uh nice to
3: hear you in the nighttime. Oh, thank
4: um, you. Love. Love that you're uh, you're covering the night game. Um, just to take care, man. You know uh, it's Miami. You know let 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 this one slide. Let's not dwell on it. Um, love the fact that um, you know we got the win. But you know let's move forward. Let's not dwell on you know the the fact that we. In my opinion, I agree with you. We underperformed, but. Let's look forward. Let's look forward to uh, the series that are upcoming. And, and also, I'd like to focus, in, which I'm sure you're going to touch on, the uh, trade deadline. So, yeah, um, not a pretty win, but happy to have it and uh, looking
2: forward to what's to come.
4: All right, Ryan. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks. You can call back anytime during the postgame show. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we will talk about the trade deadline a little bit and... You're right, Ryan. It is the Miami Marlins, but at the same time, they're still a Major League Baseball team, and uh, the Marlins came into the game, and they were not great with the bat. Their pitching has been okay. Their pitching has actually been okay, but they are not great at the with the bat, so it's... Um... I'm happy that Blake Snell was able to get this out of the way, and I'm sorry, Blake Snell ended up giving up one earned run. I forgot that because there was, he inherited, uh, Austin Adams inherited a runner on second, so he did give up a run, but still, it's not the nine that his ERA is saying that he's going to give up, but I uh, appreciate the phone call, Ryan, and yes, you're right. We'll just move forward, and like I said in the open, it's a W, and when we look back in the schedule, we're just going to see a W. We're not going to see all the things that we're talking about right now, but I do love to talk about everything that happened during the game tonight, so please Give us a call 833 288 973 or you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. Without further ado, I'm pretty sure that the media has asked Jace Tingler about his decision to take Blake Snell out of the game. So let's bring you his answer.
1: Let's take a trip down to the Padre's Clubhouse and hear from the manager Jace Tingler, presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon
6: Boulevard, the cook's Asian resource. Jason, congratulations on the victory tonight. Blake Snell, he looked really sharp out there tonight. What was the difference in him for for him tonight?
7: Yeah, I think um, the start of the third inning uh, really started to click for him. Uh, I thought uh, the way he was able to get ahead, he was on the attack all night, and you know from the third inning on, I just thought he was really dialed in. He kept repeating. Uh, they had a long run of uh, righties, and I thought uh, you know him being able to establish. Uh, that arm side fastball and getting ahead and then working everything else off of that. But uh, I think just that the amount of strikes he threw, you know, especially in the third, fourth and fifth and, and was in a really good role and um, or I, I should say groove, and uh, just absolutely great to see. And um, I think it's one that uh, he's capable of really building on and repeating.
6: Did it seem like it was the slider that helped him out in those first few innings until he started getting the fastball command down, Then it, then he was started to drop the curveball in as well those last few innings to go with the fastball?
7: Yeah, I think so. And and uh, when he's able to kind of hit that lane uh, with the fastball, the the slider and curveball play really well off of it. So I think they went hand in hand. And then, you know, like I said, he just had a great ability to repeat tonight and just uh, stayed locked in uh, mentally, did a great job, and and stayed on the attack all night.
6: Do you know if there's anything different that he'd been working on in his bullpen the last week or anything that sort of helped him find that groove tonight, or it it was just time and it it clicked in finally,
7: you know, his bullpens have been pretty good. I think it's just a matter of just kind of taking some of that into the game with the adrenaline and everything going on. And, and, uh, you know, he picked us up huge tonight,
6: 14 guys left on base. Obviously that's not how you, how you plan it, but you did manufacture the runs that you needed your, your thoughts on the offense tonight. Yeah. I
7: thought, uh, you know, we 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 grinded out some at bats, which was which was good to see. Um, we didn't execute as well as we needed uh, with those runners in scoring position, uh, maybe a little bit more late. Uh, but we knew coming in, uh, we knew um, you know the, the the Marlins situation with it was probably going to be a bullpen day. Sometimes those can be a little bit challenging. Uh, but I, I thought we did a, a really good job of battling, staying in the zone. And, um, you know, it's, it's right now like, you know, with the, the, the Marlins, some of their, um, you know, top uh, in guys are out, but uh, they've done a great job. We knew it coming in. It seems like they get, uh, you know, these arms from um, uh, everywhere across the board and they, they've got a deep system of uh, quality arms. And so we knew it was going to be a challenge. We knew it was going to be a grind. And uh, that's what we're expecting the next
6: couple of days as well. How good was it to have Austin Nola back in your lineup, back behind the dish, and uh, how did you think he looked tonight?
7: I thought he looked great. I thought his at-bats were were, were great. Uh, I think he had, you know, two walks early in the game, and, and uh, I thought that ball he hit uh, late, uh, you know, off the bat, I thought it was going to get over Duvall's head. Uh, I thought it jumped off the bat, and uh, Duvall had a good jump on it and was able to run it down. Um, and then defensively, um, he just picked right up uh, – or off of uh, you know where, like, like he was in mid-season uh, form. Um, I thought him and Blake had a had a great dynamic tonight. He uh, handled the bullpen guys well, and him and Melanson were in a groove there late. And uh, I do want to say. Um, you know, the, the, the job of Pagan and Hill tonight, and and obviously, uh, you know, Adams has been as good as anybody down there for us tonight. It was just one of those nights, um, you know, he just, j- just didn't have the command on the slider, but he's been so good for us, uh, so it was nice to see everyone just kind of pick everybody up tonight. Thank you, Jason.
1: Kevin Acy? Hey, Jason, uh, even when the results weren't there, Jerickson's at-bats were, were pretty, Throughout the year, but is there something right now
7: that you're seeing that
1: you like? Yeah, the the
7: the, the second half, maybe a week or so before uh, the the, the All Star break, I really thought, um, you know, he's really making pretty short, tight moves to the ball um, from both sides. But I, I really like the left-handed at bats right now um he, he's doing a great job and he's worked hard uh he's worked hard with uh and, and and with ease um to make some adjustments and kind of find that uh that sweet spot for him and right now he's in a pretty good place he's also doing a good job defensively uh, we're obviously playing him all, all over um he, he, he's playing good baseball right now which is what he's capable of doing
1: Speaking of that, uh, the double switch you made uh, with uh, Oz coming out, just a, another example of your versatility, or was that just pretty natural since Oz had been the second to last
7: guy out? Yeah, it was It, it, it was uh, a little bit more natural. Um, you know, I was hoping uh, Adams was going to be able to get through, um, you know, that, that inning. And... Um, you know, once once we made the move, Pagan was uh, probably our well, he was he was our freshest guy down there in those leverage spots. Uh, so uh, I think uh, he was coming up, or or, or the pitcher spot was coming up the next inning, and so uh, we knew we needed um, uh, that last out uh, to get uh, Jesus, and, and then we were going to him back out. So that's that that's kind of why it was pretty new.
2: That
4: was Chase Tingler, apparently at a concert there at the end. <laughs> no, that was him meeting with the media after a 3-2 to win for the Padres tonight. Blake Snell... He uh, went uh, six innings tonight. He gave up three hits, one earned run. He walked three, but he struck out eight. He looked a lot better than he's looked in a long time. So it's definitely stuff to build off of here for Blake Snell. And I, was, uh, I loved seeing what I saw from him tonight. Let's go to one more phone call before we hit the break. And if you're online, please uh, hold on. We'll get to you. But let's go to Justin. Did Thomas accidentally hang up on him? Okay, I think I, I think Thomas actually uh, uh, maybe accidentally hung up on you, Justin, so give us a call back. That is not my fault, and we'll get you back on the show as soon as possible. I'm Matt Scraby. When we get back, we have some game highlights. We'll be talking to Coach, and I'm going to tell you about what Fernando Tatis Jr. did for the first time since 1898. That's always a good thing, so we'll get to that when we get back here in three minutes on seven three The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Odyssey Palace. 97 3 the fan after a Padres win over the Marlins 3 2 in game one of a four game series. And let's real quick give a round of applause to the Marlins for having a roof so that we could finally get through a nine inning baseball game this week. It's been rough. It's been rough. All right, we're going to get to the highlights in one second. I'm going to tell you about that Fernando Tatis Jr. stat, but since Thomas hung up on you, Justin, we're going to take you right now. Justin, thank you for calling back in. How's it going? What's on your mind?
8: Hey, uh you are right. It should be like mandatory that any team that builds a stadium has a retractable roof. It's, not, it's serious, right? Like,
4: yeah. I agree <laughs> with you. But it's nice to
8: have you guys it's nice to have you guys back on. Um I agree with you wanting Snell to go back out there, but he went two oh on that first batter and then and then laid that double and I mean time, right? Like I mean Austin Adams has been lights out all year, so mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good start. I agree with what Kathy was saying. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for the team. He's a second half pitcher, anyways. The the problem was the fourteen guys left on the game shouldn't have been three zero. Then it should have been like at least five nothing at that time. So, uh, you know, Snell I think is going to get on a roll. We're going to pick up a couple starters here for the trade deadline, I think we're good with the bats. I think I think we've got Profar and Myers and Haas in a right spot, and, and Nola back. I think we just lay low on that and hold some of the farm together. You know.
4: You know what, Justin? I say to that call. Good call, Justin. Thank you so much for calling back in. I agree with you. I mean, I, they definitely need some starting pitching, but um, that is uh, pretty much my thoughts right there what justin just said so thanks again justin i'm sorry that um thomas hung up on you he's not very nice we will uh, talk about it in the break i'm just kidding all right it's time for the highlights and if you do want to give us a call 833-288-0973 we'll take you after coach john but first let's figure out what happened tonight
1: Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by EcoWater SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSocal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSocal.com.
4: Well, the main storyline for me coming into the game was Blake Snell and how he pitched tonight. He needed a good start, and he got one. It's against the Marlins, yes, but sometimes you just need that get-right game, and I was hoping tonight was that game. Uh, It didn't start well, though. He walked the first batter, and I was thinking, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again, but he ended up striking out Jesus Aguilar and uh, Adam Duvall. Back-to-back to end the first, then top of the second, and the Padres were looking to score. With one out, Eric Cosmer walked then advanced to second on a pass ball. Then right after that, Eric Cosmer got to third on a wild pitch by Jordan Holloway. Then Austin Nola also walked, and the Padres then tried to find a way to drive in Eric Cosmer.
5: Runners on first and third, one out, no score. And the 0-2 fastball hit slowly on the ground to Aguilar, goes down to second, that's one. Rojas return throw is not in time. It was in time, but they'll say Aguilar was off the base. So the Padres get a run and one nothing San Diego in the second.
4: At that point, they hadn't gotten a hit yet, but they were up in the game one to nothing. so that would have been fun if they were to <laughs> go the entire game. Jesse and Ed, Tony were talking about that. Could there be anything worse than throwing a no-hitter and then losing because it was a sack fly or something like that? But anyway, uh, the third inning was quick and painless, one, two, three on both sides. We moved to the top of the fourth with one out. Tommy Pham singled. Hosmer grounded out but moved Tommy Pham to second. Then Austin Nola walked with uh, two outs, and Jerkson Profar came to the plate with two on and two out.
5: One and on to Profar. Jerkson kind of muscles that one out into shallow center. Marte charging, can't get there. Falls in front of him for a base hit. Pham is on his way home. He will score. Bro came up the line, and Alfaro, the catcher, did a good job kind of diving after it to prevent any further advance. But Jerkson Profar with an RBI single. He has driven in both Padre runs. It's 2 to nothing here in the fourth.
4: And usually I would just move on to the next inning, but right after that, Blake Snell got another hit. So good for Blake Snell. He's hitting at the plate and he's pitching well. That's what baseball players do. And he had three straight games with a hit is what I'm being told by my esteemed producer, Thomas Andrews. Blake Snell, he singled in the top of the fourth and then he struck out two more Marlins in the bottom of the fourth. Top of the fifth started with Fernando Tatis Jr. walk, and then he stole his 23rd base of the season by swiping second, and here is that stat I was telling you about. According to ESPN Stats and Info, Fernando Tatis Jr., his stolen base in the fifth inning. With that, he became the fastest player in regards to games played to reach 50 career home runs and 50 career stolen bases since 1898 when modern steel rules were adopted. So, Fernando just he breaks records honestly once a week and I'm not even kidding about that. It's and it's awesome that he does that. So, first player fastest player by games to reach 50 career homers and 50 career stolen bases since 1898. With Fernando on second, Jake Cronenworth grounded out and moved Tatis to third that brought Miami's own Manny Machado to the plate.
5: Two and one to Machado. We'll see if they give him something now. And he reaches for a pitch, hits it in the air to left center. That should get it done. Brinson back to make the catch. Plenty deep for Fernando. He's on his way home. It will be an RBI for Machado. Sacrifice fly to make it 3 to nothing, Padres. And Manny drives in his 66th run of the season. Blake
4: Snell, he uh, had another great inning in the bottom of the fifth. He saw four batters. He struck out one. He allowed a double to one, then a ground out and a fly out. And up to this point, it was the Blake Snell show, and he did did his job tonight, and he did it well, and did so to end the sixth.
5: Payoff pitch to Adam Duvall on the way, and it is swung on and missed strike three. Snell reached back, found 95 miles an hour, and collects his eighth strikeout of the night. Blake Snell is through six innings for just the third time this season.
4: The bottom of the seventh is where it gets uh, very, very, very interesting. Blake Snell was sent back out by Chase Tingler and just three pitches into the inning. Snell gave up a double, and that was it for him. The outing was really good to see from him. He started slow, but he found his groove, didn't look back. He went six innings, gave up only three hits, one earned run, walked three, but struck out eight and ninety-two pitches. And then Austin Adams relieves Snell. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this move, and we're gonna talk to Coach John Kater here in just a few minutes about this, but I think sometimes you just have to throw analytics out the window and you go with the go with your gut. Austin Adams is usually a very good pitcher, and I love seeing him come into the game most times, but tonight was not his night, and he made things a little nerve wracking for Blake Snell and Padres fans.
5: Adams and Nola working together did so in Seattle now as Padres first pitch and panic swings floats one out towards shallow left center that drops down for a base hit gets to Fam on one high Diaz comes in to score and the Marlins on the board it's three to one here in the seventh
4: And at that point, we were a little nervous because uh, things were getting dicey on the base path. The Marlins were starting to get some runners on, and this came actually after Adams hit uh, a Marlins player birdie in the back of the head with an errant pitch, and it was not good. Command was not his game tonight. Adams threw 21 pitches and only threw nine strikes. Emilio Pagan relieved Austin Adams, and things got dramatic with the bases loaded, and Jesus Aguilar at the plate. But Pagan got him to pop out, and the inning was over. No more worries. To the bottom of the ninth, the shark, which, by the way, I found out why he's called the shark. It's because he dove with great white sharks and swam with them in New Zealand, and they named a shark after him. So that is why they call him the shark. But he came on, Mark Melanson, to close it out. He strikes out Lewis Brinson. Joe Panic lined out, and the Marlins were down to their last out.
5: Melanson has his sign from Austin Nola into the delivery. Here's the pitch to the Marlin catcher and a ground ball right to first base. Profar's got it. He brings it himself, and for the second straight day, Mark Melanson works a 1-2-3 inning to pick up a save. This is his 29th of the season. Leads all of baseball, and the Padres take game one of the series in Miami by a final of 3-2.
4: So the Padres, as you just heard Jesse say, they went 3-2. They scored three runs on seven hits. They had no errors. The Miami Marlins scored two runs on four hits. They did have one error. And Blake Snell picks up the win 4-3. to three. Uh, J- uh, Jordan Holloway takes the loss for the Marlins. He's 2-3 on the season. And then Mark Melanson picks up his uh, Major League Baseball leading 29th save of the season. So all good stuff there. I know that we have a few phone calls. We're going to go to Coach John Kintera now, but uh, J.D. and Philip, hold on. We're going to get to you. But let's bring on jo- Coach John Kintera. Coach, what were you thinking tonight when Jay Stingler uh, came out to the mound and took Blake Snell out?
9: Right move, wrong move? Well, you know, I, he, know he should know his pitchers better than we do. Uh, I will tell you this. I think uh, I would have gone probably to give uh, Snell another opportunity. But again, Matt... You got to remember a couple of things. Number 1, you got to win ball games right now. I mean, you got the Dodgers and Giants going at it. You, you don't want to let a game slip away. And the other thing, you don't want Snell to leave that ball game uh, in a tie situation, I mean, if he ends up, you know, giving a run, giving up a run there, or you know, uh, he gives up a home run, all of a sudden it's three three of the game. He goes to the dugout, dejected. Uh, what uh, he did the the prior six innings kind of goes out the window. So you want to leave that guy with his dignity and and give him a good feeling uh, for his next start. And you know, this bullpen has been so good. And Austin Adams, you know, he was not very good tonight, but he's been great on the year. I yeah. mean, uh, the guy's given up about two runs since. <laughs> the month of April, I think. Yeah. His ERA is 1.83, but he was all over the roadmap tonight. He couldn't throw a strike. Uh, uh, nine strikes out of 21 pitches. He hit birdie in the head, and hopefully birdie's all right. He, he obviously uh, cut uh, cut cut the back of his head, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he had a rough night. And, you know, Austin Adams, he, he throws that slider so much, and he throws it over 88% of the time, Matt. And, you know, he got a pretty good fastball, but he just abandoned that entirely tonight. And the other thing, he—that's the fifteenth batter he's hit this year. You know that he leads all <laughs> of Major League ba- Baseball, and he's a relief pitcher. He's hit fifteen guys. I know. I said year. that to Thomas so, in you studio. Know <laughs> you know, I, I would say if I was managing, I would have probably given Snell one more batter. But I certainly understand this day and age why Jace Tingler did what he did. Uh, yeah,
4: I can understand it too. You broke it down very well, Coach. I'm on, I, I I said early in the uh, post game show that I wasn't a fan of it, but if Blake Snell does give up a run or two, then it could hurt his confidence. So. The, the only thing that matters is that they got the win. And I'm just uh, updating you on John Birdie. I, this is from Bally Sports Florida. He was diagnosed with a concussion and received three stitches mm. for a laceration on the back of his head. But otherwise, he seems like he is okay. So that is uh, good news. Very, very good news for... Uh, John Birdie, but otherwise, uh, what did you think of uh, what Blake Snell did early in the game when he was f- he because he put his change up in timeout, so his slider was working a little bit, and he got into a groove there, and he looked like the Blake Snell that we've seen and the Blake Snell that we love.
9: You know, a couple of things about Blake Snell. Uh, you know, I thought he was much more aggressive tonight with his fastball. He wasn't nibbling. He was challenging hitters a little bit more. Uh, the slider was good at times. He also relied on the curveball. You brought up how he. He put the change up kind of uh, in the icebox and didn't use it tonight. You know what's really interesting, Matt? If you go back and look at his career – His changeup has been, you know, one of his more dynamic pitches. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, this year with the Padres, it's just not been all that good. And it's gotten hit very, very hard. So, you know, it's something he's had in the past. It's been really good. But it's something really that's escaped him so far this year. But, you know, hopefully this is a building block for him. Uh, I was very impressed with the way he pitched tonight. And especially on the road, you know, as Jesse pointed out in the broadcast tonight, That's the third time he's gone six innings this year. That's the first time he's done it on the road, and we know how poorly he's pitched on the road. So that's a little bit of a confidence builder, I think, tonight for Mr. Snell. And you also pointed out, good job on that, he's got a three-game hitting streak now
1: also.
4: (laughs) He does, and he came into the year saying, I'm not not the best hitter. I'm not the best hitter, and I don't really like hitting. But now I think he's up to like a 190 average or something like that. Um, what what do you think about Fernando Tatis becoming the fastest player by games to reach 50 career homers and 50 career stolen bases since 1898? He's he's honestly, he's breaking records every single week.
9: Well, it's pretty amazing. I mean, he did not have a, let's face it, he didn't have a great ball game, tonight. he? for for 4 walk, uh, did score a run, struck out three times tonight. He was really upset in that last at bat uh, when they called uh, uh, the check swing early on. And that kind of took that bat away from him from the standpoint. He kind of took himself out of it. He was really upset with the first-base umpire, and, and then he let a fastball right down the middle go by And then he ended up striking out on another check swing. So, you know, congratulations to Fernando. I mean, we're going to be talking about this guy forever. He's going to be breaking records all the time. And, uh, you know, he's going to not just break uh, some, you know, record that probably nobody knew about until tonight, okay? (laughs) But wait till he starts breaking some big-time records for shortstops and what he does offensively. And, you know, uh, Braden asked me a question the other day on the show and asked me if I would – Would I like to see Fernando go 40-40? You know what? I I really don't this year, and I'm going to tell you why. I'd love to see him hit 40-plus homers. I don't necessarily need to see him steal – you know, forty bases this year. People don't realize when you're stealing bases, it takes a it takes a lot of wear and tear on your body. And we need to keep this young guy healthy for the playoffs.
4: Yeah, you know, it was also interesting about his at bat there, the last at bat where he got that he got a little bit. I think the most animated I've ever seen Fernando after something like a check swing. He was angry, I and I like seeing that out of him. I mean, it's nice to have the Fernando where he's having fun playing the game and all that stuff. But I also like that fired up fernando i liked what i saw there
9: well let let me tell you something just from having coached and managed and and having been kicked out of a a couple of games along (laughs) the way in my career okay Uh, when you don't argue all the time and this is kind of the reputation i had when i was coaching in high school and college and and some of the the top summer uh, ball teams around the country you know when you don't argue all the time and you do come out and argue umpires will listen to you and they'll give you a little bit more leeway, but the guys that are chirping all the time, they don't want to hear it. So that tells me, uh, both the home plate umpire and first base umpire tonight, they'll probably talk about that when they went back and they're drinking a cold one after they uh, get their uniform off and are, are getting ready to go back to the hotel. I guarantee you they talk about that and said, hey, do do we miss that one on Fernando tonight? And, hmm. you know, I, I think from the, the first base side, it probably could have gone uh, either way. Uh, over, the over the top I saw on TV, it looked like he probably uh, went a little bit too far, but again, you know that's that's a judgment call by the umpire, uh, but you know when when you're arguing all the time, you're kind of like the the boy that cries wolf. and mm-hmm. quit listening to you, yeah. Or they get rid of you. But when you argue very little, and you bring up a great point, Fernando never says anything. No, I mean the, the umpires are going to take notice of that, and they're going to respect him, and they're going to they're going to probably replay that play in uh, in their mind. They may even go back and look at the tape. Yeah,
4: the, your, I didn't think about that, but I'm sure that they do. Uh, last one for me, Coach, is that the team tonight was 2-for-13 with the Rutgers in scoring position. And Tony, to sign off the broadcast, he said, I'd much rather have 13 opportunities than to have uh, one or two opportunities. So that is the the glass-half-full way of looking at it. What What is your thoughts on that?
9: Well, this team has to get better with runners in scoring position. I mean, this is a team that's forty-one and fifty-six now. The Miami Marlins—they play a lot of tight games. They're—they're they're a competitive team. Okay, they just don't have uh, maybe the the big boppers uh, in the middle of the lineup. They got Aguilar and uh, Cooper didn't play tonight. He's a pretty good hitter, uh, and uh, you know they got another young player that's out right now. But you know they're going to play a lot of tight ball games. But when you leave fourteen runners on base and go two for thirteen you're not going to win a lot of baseball games. Luckily, the Padres are playing good defense right now. They're getting real good pitching, great effort tonight by Snell. But the Padres, I mean, if you go back and look, this is really a trend, okay? I mean, they'll get hot against a couple of teams for a couple of days like they did last weekend with the Nationals. But you go back and look at it, runners in scoring position, this team has not been... Uh, great all year long they're getting guys on they got to find a way to put the ball in play uh, get a sacrifice fly move runners along they got to get a little bit better than that and and you know what jace talks about that all the time so it's not like i'm talking you know out of school here Uh, but hey you know the bottom line it's a lot better to leave 14 on and go two for 13 and go back to the hotel with a 3-2 to two victory.
4: Very true, Coach, very true. <laughs> All right, uh, I will be on the postgame tomorrow night, so I will be talking to you then. Anything else uh, before you sign off for the night?
9: No, uh, looking uh, forward to big Joe Musgrove going mm-hmm. at it tomorrow night. And, you know, this uh, Marlins team, a little bit struggling right now and their starting staff, Pedro Lopez, has been down. Uh, I know uh, this weekend they're going to get, uh, at some point, I think it's Sunday, A uh, Trevor Rogers who made the All-Star team, very talented guy. But, you know, the, the Padres right now, they're playing pretty good baseball and, you know, uh, suck it up for three more days, get back for an off day before the Oakland Athletics show up at Petco Park on Tuesday night.
4: All right, Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the post-game show. I will we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Hey, I'll look forward to it, Mac. Great job. Thank you very much. You too, Coach. That was Coach John Katera here with us on the post-game show, as he is every post-game show. You can listen to him weekdays from noon to 3. Uh, he and Braden Soprano break down all the latest in the sports world. Um, uh, we are going to take one call, and then I know that we have J.D., and we also have Richard. Is that correct? Philip, I'm sorry, Philip. We're going to have to wait till after the break because JD has been holding longer. So JD in Poway, you are on 97.3 The Fan. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, it was uh, fantastic to see Blake Snell step up and throw a game like that. You know, I know it was a little controversial when he went out, but you know, the game that he threw and to do it on the road—that I think that is a tremendous confidence builder for him. The one thing that was disappointing and Coach touched on it is it wasn't like the Padres. We had way too many people in scoring position without getting a freaking hit. That was frustrating tonight. I was fully expecting at one of those situations for somebody to come through with it. But, you know, once in a while you just get a game like that. So, yeah, you just scratch it off to, hey, you got a victory. That's a good part of it. So there ain't too much whining to do. You know, I, I love
4: that JD. Thank you for uh, bringing that to the show because absolutely, I mean, in the end, it's a W in the win column in the record, and so it doesn't matter. Like uh, I said in the open, it's probably going to be one of those things where. Remember that one time, and thank you so much for the phone call, JD. Remember that one time that uh, Blake Snell got taken out in the seventh inning after facing one batter, and they still got the win. No, we're probably not going to talk about that because it's a win. It's not a loss. The only time we talk about stuff like that is when it's a loss, and we could point to something and again JD you said something else uh, that there was controversy of him being taken out there's I would rather have controversy of when to take someone out than to not have any controversy and have the Padres get blown out so that is uh we're gonna be glass half full Tony Gwynn Jr. for some reason has gotten into my head with his outlook at the end of the game and uh he has made me feel like I need to be glass half full which is for all of you who know me and listen to Gwyn and Chris, you know that I'm not usually glass half full. Thomas is telling me to go to break. The Padres beat the Marlins tonight 3-2. to two. When we get back, Philip, we are going to take your phone call. We're also going to go through the play of the game, and we're going to hear from Blake Snell. So stick around. Uh, we have more to go on the post game show. I'm Matt Scraby. This is your home for Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan.
1: What was the turning point in today's game? Let's take a listen to the bold play of the game. Presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Bold, public, packed with lemonade flavor.
5: Melanson has his sign from Austin Nola. Into the delivery. Here's the pitch to the Marlin catcher and a ground ball right to first base. Profar's got it. He brings it himself. And for the second straight day, Mark Melanson works a 1-2-3 inning to pick up a save this is his 29th of the season leads all of baseball and the Padres take game one of the series in Miami by a final of three to two
4: Mark melanson after giving up that or blowing that uh, game on Sunday against the Nationals he has been lights out the two other times that he has been uh, thrown out there to get the save for the Padres so that is our play of the game because we the, the Padres needed that to get the win and he only threw 11 pitches again. Eight for strikes. So Mark Melanson is very efficient in his last two saves. Um, not opportunities, last two saves. All right, Philip, I told you we were going to take your phone call. So let's go to you right now on the phones 833 288 0973 if you want to join us. What's going on, Philip?
0: Hey, it's great. Thanks for having me on. You of know, uh, real simple. It's really happy to see Austin Nola
8: back in the lineup tonight. Yes, we definitely. Yes. Uh, offensively.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it definitely is a different look in the lineup, but it, and he's going to have to figure out how to. I mean, he he hasn't been in the major league lineup for a while, so he's going to have to figure out how to get some hits. But other than that, he he's great to see his face in the lineup. Absolutely,
0: keeney has been amazing. I think we got to give him a round of applause because he's definitely been filling the gaps when we need him. Uh, but to get Nolan in that lineup, I think really <laughs> the
4: lineup so deadly. It is, it is, it is, and and I like when when Austin Ola is able to hit. This lineup could be really, really dangerous. So, uh, anything else, Philip? I, I know that you were on hold for a while, so I wanted to give you the opportunity. That was it, man. Just you owe me around to golf. Shoot me a message, and oh, we'll get down. Oh, that's that, Philip. Okay, yes, I definitely do. Thank you for calling me, Philip. I will get back to you on that, but appreciate your phone call anytime on the post game show. Uh, Matt Scraby here, 97-3 the fan after a Padres win, 3-2 to over the Marlins. We have some Blake Snell audio, so let's go and find out why he put his change up in timeout.
1: Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say
6: after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. Blake, congratulations. Great
2: outing tonight. What was the key for you this evening? Uh, the fastball. I'm going to start throwing strikes with it. Uh, the first thing, I was really frustrated because I felt good. I was just nowhere near the zone. Um, so that was pretty frustrating, but, uh, you know, finally got in the rhythm and started attacking the zone and then had a little tempo there to actually, you know, start to make the rhythm a lot better. But, yeah, just the fastball slider was a good mix today, and then um, the curveball in and out was really good as well. So um, but I think it all just started with the fastball command
6: by the end of the outing. Were you feeling as, as sharp as you had all season in terms of having all of your pitches going for you? I, I shouldn't say all the pitches. I didn't see many changeups tonight, but as far mm-hmm. as the fast curveball, slider,
2: changeups and timeout, I'm annoyed with it.
6: It's not timeout again.
2: Timeout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how the relationship's been. It needs to get better. Um, so I'm going to keep working with it, but it needs to talk, you know, it needs to have better communication with me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I just think all around, now the fastball command was really everything. I mean, I think I walked three guys, which needs to get a lot better. But um, outside of that, just really looking at it, the fastball command, in and out, uh, up and down was really good.
6: Was there anything in particular that you did to sort of find that rhythm in the, in the third inning or so? Was it a mechanical adjustment, or just things just finally started clicking in for you?
2: Uh, me getting mad at myself. I think I'm pretty – you know, pretty honest with myself, and I just said like, this is what you need to do to succeed, and it was able to work today. But I just I gotta continue to get better. I gotta continue to stay in the zone and make them swing.
6: Okay, we got to ha- ask you about the three game hitting streak that you have going now. How good are you feeling at the plate? And do you have some bragging rights
2: right now with the boys? Uh, I don't really think I got bragging rights. I got all singles. There's no doubles, no homers. There, there's no bragging rights here. I mean, I'm just hitting the ball the other way, um, but once I hit a double, you'll hear it, you'll hear <laughs> it, I promise. Thanks, Blake, appreciate it. Kevin, Blake, it's not the first time that you've gotten
6: mad at yourself and told yourself what you need
1: to do, but it was remarkable how the fastball got sharper from the third inning on. So, mm-hmm. well, did you say something different to yourself in the anger tonight? What did
2: you do? I mean, yeah. I said a lot of things um, and I guess it worked today. So hopefully the next time I pitch, I can continue to get mad at myself and continue to, you know, keep the rhythm. Um, I just feel like when I got sick, I mean, I really, I was starting to get my rhythm, got sick for two weeks, and then I felt really weak. And then I had to like build all that back up. So it's just been a lot um, over the last, I mean, what's it been, um, three, four weeks. So. Um, I need to get my fastball velo up, got to get stronger. Um, but that, I mean, that really pushed me back in that. I mean, that's probably what all the anger is from is just because I know I should be a, a lot better than what I've been doing. And There's just a lot of things that have contributed to that. And uh, I think I'm just finally at the point where I'm going to start seeing the numbers and producing how I know I should. So I think it's just a mixture of everything. And I'm just... You know, at that point where I need, I need me to come out.
1: The whole home road thing. Uh, does this help uh, put it to rest here? Or, I mean, like, what, what do you think about uh, your incredibly disparate numbers between
2: home, and home? Yeah. I mean, no matter what, y'all gonna find something to talk about. So, it, I don't really. It doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, I've seen the numbers. I've heard the numbers, but. I mean, I think it's just all about me showing up and being ready to dominate. And if my mindset's that way and I have an aggression towards the strike zone, uh, I'm going to be in a good position to win a lot of the time. So um, I don't really look home away. I love pitching periods. So it doesn't really matter where it's at. It's just at home, I pitch a lot better and on the road, I pitch a lot worse this year, so. I'll clean that up, even the numbers out, and then we don't have to talk about that.
4: That'll be fun. That was Blake Snell post game with the media, 97-3 the fan. Padres beat the Marlins 3-2. to Blake Snell having a great night for the Padres. He is 4-3 uh, and three on the year. He ended up pitching six innings. He gave up three hits, one earned run, three walks, and he struck out eight. So one of the best outings we've seen from Blake Snell in a little while. And, of course, whenever you have a Blake Snell start, start, it's not snart, start, Blake Snell will make the post-game interview very interesting. And he did. He put his changeup on timeout. So I hope his changeup gets out of timeout soon. Very, very soon. All right, Thomas, we are going to head to break. If anybody wants to join us, it's 833-288-0973. Or you can tweet tweet me, at Matt Scraby, uh, at 973 the fan sd. And uh, we're going to go through the out of town scoreboard pretty soon. We're also going to go through and name our player of the game. But the out of town scoreboard is going to include old friends everywhere, old Padres in the news. And we'll get to all that when we get back. I'm Matt Scraby. This is your home for Padres baseball. 97 3, the fan.
1: That's. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. San Diego's favorite casino and dining.
5: Payoff pitch to Adam Duval on the way. And it is swung on and missed strike three. Snell reached back, found 95 miles an hour, and collects his eighth strikeout of the night. Blake Snell is through six innings for just the third time this season. It is so
4: nice to be able to name Blake Snell the player of the game. It's been a while since I've named uh, Blake Snell the player of the game on the postgame show. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is the Padres game show on 97 through the fan. And that just means because we named the player of the game, he had a great outing. He went six innings. He gave up three hits, only three hits. He gave up one earned run, which was actually given up by Austin Adams. Uh, he inherited Blake Snell's runner, which was the double he gave up to start the seventh. Uh, he also walked three, and then he struck out eight. So, Blake Snell feeling good tonight, looking good tonight. And maybe there's something to what Thomas said earlier on the pregame show. He told me, he said, well, he's going back to Florida, so he's got that good juju. And I'm like, I don't know about that. But you never know. I shouldn't have been so quick to dismiss. Shouldn't have been so quick to dismiss. So, Blake Snell is our player of the game. Now, there are some games around baseball that we were just watching on TV. It just ended between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And I have to tell you what happened.
1: It's time to check the scores around the big leagues with the Out of Town Scoreboard. Brought to you by OG's, your headquarters for all games. With seven convenient locations in San Diego.
4: All right, I'm going to get to that game in just one second because uh, it is well worth the wait. But let's go through some of the games that are happening right now. Top of the seventh, the A's are leading the Mariners in Seattle right now. The A's are going to be playing the Padres here coming up shortly in a couple uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So A's are a good team. It's going to be a battle when they come to town next week. The Giants and the Dodgers. This is the big one that we're watching. The Giants were the first team in Major League Baseball to hit 60 or get to 60 wins. And the Dodgers right now are leading them in the bottom of the seventh inning 3-1. to one. So they can still beat up on each other. They got three more games next week between the Dodgers and the Giants. So good stuff there with the Padres winning. That was a, a must win for the Padres tonight. The Tigers beat the Rangers 7-5. to five. The Braves beat the Phillies in Philadelphia 7-2. to two. Charlie Morton gets the win for the Braves. The Rays and the Indians went to 10, but the Rays won 5-4. to four. And old friend alert, Fran Miel Reyes. He ended up taking old friend alert, Luis Patino deep. Luis Patino started for the Rays tonight. He went five and a third inning, so uh, deep. Pretty deep outing for a raise as a starting pitcher. He gave up four earned runs, and one of those was a home run to Fran Mill Reyes. It was a third inning off of Patino. And uh, Cal Quantrill also started for the, the Indians. He ended up going six innings. He gave up four hits, one earned run. He struck out two while walking three. So... A bunch of Padres all over the place, and Cal Quantrill holding his own tonight. Luis Patino, he ends up, uh, he doesn't get to take the loss, which is a good thing for him. Cal Quantrill doesn't get the win, but Framil Reyes did go deep in that one. Uh, and then we also have the Yankees and the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Now, this one was crazy. That went 10 innings as well, and it ended in a walk-off by our guy Hunter Renfro. Former Padre. He he came up to the plate. They The uh, the Red Sox had... To, uh, the Yankees scored a run in the top of the 10th inning. Then the Red Sox had their guy on second. There was a wild pitch. There was another wild pitch that brought the, the runner home to tie the game. And then there was a couple more wild pitches. The pitcher for the Yankees, who ends up being uh, Chris Gay. I've never even heard of this guy. Brooks Criskey. He had four wild pitches in the game. Four! He pitched two-thirds of an inning! And he had four wild pitches. But uh, Hunter Renfro was up, and he had a sacrifice fly, a walk-off sack fly for the Red Sox to beat the Yankees 5-4. What else is going on? Oh, the Cardinals beat the Cubs 3-2, and the Angels beat the Twins 3-2 as well. That is it for the scores around baseball. Now we have to find out who or how many home runs the Padres have hit on the year.
1: Padre went deep tonight. Let's take a look at the Padres Home Run Tally. Brought to you by the Comas on the Padres Radio Network.
4: And after a four-hour game, my brain is kind of mush. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I am uh leading you into paths that we're not supposed to be leading you down, but the Padres. They have hit 119 home runs on the season. They are tied with the Cubs and the Mariners for 11th in baseball. Right now, the Giants and Blue Jays are tied at 144 apiece. But the uh, Padres right now have 119 along with the Cubs and the Mariners. So that's going on there with the home run tally. If you want to join us, uh, 833-288-0973, you can do that. And if you would like to tweet me, you can, at Matt Scraby. But when we get back, we're going to name the relief pitcher of the game, and we are going to preview what is going to happen tomorrow. I know that No-No Joe is on the mound for the Padres, so that's always a fun thing. We'll talk about it when we get back here in about three minutes on 97.3 The Fan.
1: Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank, providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at SanDiegoFoodBank.org.
4: Matt Scraby and Thomas Andrews back with you here on 97.3 The Fan. Padres baseball. Padres win 3-2 over the Marlins in the first game of a four-game series. Blake Snell. Pitches well and he gets the win. But the relief pitcher of the game, it's not Austin Adams, if you were all on the <laughs> edge of your seat out there. It's not Austin Adams. He had a rough night, and we're gonna let that one go. But we are gonna choose Emilio Pagan as the pitcher of the the relief pitcher of the game tonight. Mainly because he came in and he had bases loaded with Jesus Aguilar at the plate. And he was able to get Aguilar out and limit the damage. So that was a huge appearance for Emilio Pagan. I know that we all kind of, uh, kind of, um, shudder a little bit when when Emilio Pagan comes in, but uh he he has been solid for the Padres this year outside of a few things, but what pitcher is going to be perfect? So Emilio Pagan is our relief pitcher of the game tonight. The Miami Marlins used eight pitchers, by the way, tonight. That was crazy. It was a three-hour and 58-minute game, so that was a little bit insane. But the Padres, it, it all ends up in the W column for them, so that's all that they care about. Now, tomorrow... We're going to have the game for you right here on 97.3. The fans starting at 4.10 p.m. Pacific. Pre-game with myself at three t- yeah, 3.10 p.m. Pacific. I need to know what time to show up. And we're going to see Joe Musgrove take the ball for the Padres. And on the other side, we're going to have Zach Thompson for the Miami Marlins. Zach Thompson looking pretty good so far in his uh, his uh, y- uh, year is what I'm trying to say. I forgot the word for year. But he is 2-2 two and two with a 1.93 ERA. 33 strikeouts. Joe Musgrove, he is 5-7 on the year with a 3.14 ERA and 119 strikeouts. He hasn't really seen, Joe Musgrove that is, he hasn't really seen many of the Marlins hitters. And no one has seen Zach Thompson before. So it's uh, on the Padres' side. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. And uh, it'll be Friday night baseball here on 97.3 The Fans. So I appreciate everybody who is uh has listened to the post game show who appreciate everyone who has called into the post game show and i appreciate everyone who has tweeted into the post game show well i just got a tweet from someone uh, at sd cat padre and he says roof fan club because he sent me a screenshot of what's going to be happening in miami the next few days Friday rain, rain, Saturday rain, Sunday rain, Monday rain, Tuesday rain, Wednesday rain. So, thank you so much to the Miami Marlins for putting a roof on their house. It's uh it was it was nice to get in 9 today. It was nice to get in 9 innings today. That is it for me. I believe unless Thomas has anything else for me. Oh, he's looking around the room. He's looking around the room. Nope, nope, nope. Nothing for me. Nothing for me. So uh, we're going to sign off for the night, and then we will be back here, 97.3 The Fan, with the morning show, Ben and Woods. They start at 5 a.m. Then we'll have uh, a Coach John Quintero from noon to 3 p.m. And then uh, we're going to have pregame there at 3.10 p.m. So Gwen Chris has been off for a while. I-, I miss our show. If anybody's out there, we will have – uh we will have um, Gwynn and Chris next week, and I was just past a very important note, and it is very important because Padres manager Jace Tingler is going to be on with Ben and Woods tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. You definitely want to check that out. You definitely want to listen to that. So Ben and Woods tomorrow, 7.30 a.m. for Jace Tingler, and they start at 5 a.m., and then he got coach at noon. So that is setting you up for your Friday, and that will set you up hopefully for another Padres win Tomorrow night, Padres beat the Marlins in game one of the four game series three to two. Blake Snell gets the win four and three. Jordan Holloway takes a loss for the Marlins two and three on the season. And Mark Melanson, he gets his 29th. Can anybody else tell out there that uh, we've been here a while and it's late? But I love it. I love getting loopy in the post game show. Mark Melanson, he gets his 29th save of the year. And I will call him by his name, Mark Melanson. Thank you again to everybody listening. We will be back with you tomorrow for some more Padres baseball right here on your home for Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan.
1: Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres, 97.3 The Fan, and the Padres Radio Network.
3: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?